is Mr. Glass. Ah, Mr. Glass. <laughs> but emotionally. Yeah, right. except yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. the tendency to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and your friends finally got a copy of Mario Kart that actually works. Oh, yeah. All four of you are gathered around the N64. I call Toad. The tires are spinning. The dust is flying. You're playing Rainbow Road, baby. When all of a sudden, lightning strikes the console and it begins to vibrate and wobble. No. And all of you, you and your friends are sucked inside the game. Reboot of Jumanji. It must be time for another episode of That's right. It's the podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about the mysteries in our universe. Shocker. Today's going to be one where we talk about the mysteries of our universe. That's my week. Yep. I'm Colin. <laughs> I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. That's right. We're the crew of High Mystery. We've got some weed to talk about. We've got some mysteries to talk about. I've got a blunt inside. It's a high hemp pineapple paradise wrap inside. I've got cypress cannabis, uh, orange cookies. It's a sativa. And it's at 19% THC. That sounds yummy, orange cookies. Mm -hmm. Does it have like a tangy flavor or is it more just like a nice little sweet citrus? It's like the best thing I like about the Cypress Cannabis guys is their nugs are always like good size, fluffy, like they break out pretty good. It doesn't have like a super strong sativa smell, but it mm -hmm. smokes really well. Nice. And I've never been just disappointed by what's in their jars. And their eighths are pretty inexpensive as well. So, yeah, I like the Cypress Cannabis. Nice. Shout out to Cypress. Shout out to Cypress! Um, I got my trusty bowl packed over here because, uh, you know, the industry shut down. So I got to smoke less blunts. <laughs> it comes down to. But, <laughs> you know, you. I'm still smoking weed, so that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, it's got Chemdog in it, which is a sativa. It's got 28.30% THC with a 0.06 squared. Oh, no, that's the percent. Okay. 0.06 sibide. And then it's also got some Peach Oz in there, which is a hybrid, and that's at 26.43% THC. Damn, some high THC numbers nice. over there. Yeah, that's from uh, our friends over there at Nug Club, and that brand was Claiborne. 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 I've got a high hemp wrap, a pineapple paradise high hemp wrap. It is packed with um, Trees brand divorce cake and Skittles flour. Nice. With the Z's. Skittles. Is it just Trees brand? It's not Nine Trees or something like that? Oh, I guess there is a, it just says trees, but there is like a, a stylized nine in the uh, logo. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's nine trees. Sure. Although. Yeah, but you think they would make it a little easier to read if it is, in fact, nine trees, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, but, I mean, that's, you know, hey, good on you for, you know, making things <laughs> hidden. Uh, gotta have them trees is the tagline for this brand. Got it. Uh, it has 23.53% THC and 0.22% Sabde. Oh man, I really got the small stack on the CBD or on the THC today, gang. Mm. Right, you're usually such a THC size queen over here. I know. I mean, it is your mystery. You got to take it a little lighter than the people that don't have to read. <laughs> on that note, let's touch these tips. Let us get a little tip chat. And then we're going to light that butt. Light that butt. Like that blunt. Or ball, or joint, or bomb. Whatever you got at home. Yeah, smoke alongside us. Because a stoned listener is a happy listener. And like, you know, not that you need one, but like an excuse to get high. You're like, look, I have to, to enjoy this podcast correctly. Yeah, Don't right. judge me for the amount of pot I'm smoking. <laughs> yeah, it has this nothing, is a prerequisite. Yeah, this is just I am listening to this podcast and now I have to smoke more weed. That's just, you know, built-in excuse right there. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Today is another edition of T-Bird Turner's Boom Boom Tasty. (laughs) All right, I can't even get my shit out of here. Oh, you made me inhale my, my pipe a little too hard. I got like a Scooby snack right to the back of my uh, T-Bird Turner is yeah. the one who does the vroom vroom. The vroom vroom is mine. You're supposed to start with it. No, 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 I did the announcements for a year under that moniker. And I chose when... The vroom vroom okay. happened. I'm, I'm, okay? I'm very sorry. Thank you for and chastising it me. It didn't happen every time. <laughs> Thank you for putting me in my place. It happened when I wanted it to yes, happen. Yes, this is my fault. Yeah. Rob, you're like a patient cow. They still don't know my title because I haven't been able to say it. You're right to, you're right to punish me. Yeah. I mean, you should be punished. Make a very public display of it. Take please. your pants down. <laughs> We're spanking your ass. All right. As I was saying. No, no, go on. T-Bird Turner. Boom, boom. I'll wait for you. Okay. Since you're T-Bird. Oh, it's T-Bird Turner's Vroom Vroom. Uh, TV tropes and possible mysteries. Take it away. Give us an hour. Uh, all right. So today we will be oh talking God. about Breaking Bad and how it might tie into The Walking Dead. Uh, I've got a video clip. Uh, we're really good. Oh, okay. Apparently. He's so prepared. Bad and Malcolm in the middle? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> this ain't my mystery. I, like, I just do the vroom vrooms. No, nah, he just takes it over and hijacks it. And <laughs> you gave it, it to me. Drives it into the ground. You, you told me to get behind the wheel. I didn't know what to do. Where were the zombies? <laughs> <laughs> this is just what he told me before the episode started. Should we do the episode that I had intended to do? What do you think? I think so. This misdirection is not playing well. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. All right, so anyway, this is T-Bird Turner's Tasty and Totally Tubular TV Theories, also movies. Oh. I'll try to do it with all the wind out of my sails. (laughs) (laughs) The first one is that Malcolm in the Middle, Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead all are connected. I mean, definitely The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. I feel like they've pretty much connected it on their show with, like, bringing in uh, characters from the other ones or whatever. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what we're about to get into right here. (laughs) (laughs) One is the idea that Hal and Walter White are the same character, um, which is, you know, Brian Cranston plays both of them, so naturally it makes sense. Uh, One theory states that at the end of Breaking Bad, Walter White is put into witness protection... And that is the start of Malcolm in the Middle. Okay, it goes that way. I mean, isn't that the uh, essentially the plot of Better Call Saul? Isn't he like in some type of, maybe not witness protection, no, but better, he's... The show Better Call Saul just follows his turning into Saul Goodman. Sure, but at yeah. the beginning, it shows him post Brian Cranston, where he's like working at a... Um, uh, Wetzel's pretzels or some bullshit. Yeah, I, mean, or I feel like every one of those guys went to like some type. It wasn't witness protection. It was like the cleaner <laughs> or whatever. Like Jesse Pinkman goes to the cleaner at one point in uh, the new Camino Royale or whatever. Like yeah. so, getting cleaned is like getting a new identity or whatever. Sure. And we do know that uh, Brian Cranston's character did do that at the end of. So like, it is possible that sure. then his new life is the Malcolm in the Middle life. Yes, that's the idea anyway. Yeah, that's just one of them. Uh, It's just one of the different ideas that they are connected. Uh, Another one is the clip that you saw earlier, (laughs) which I guess we should play again in proper context. (laughs) 
did they shoot that before Breaking Bad was a thing? No. Okay, so they, they were they were trying to connect it at that they, point. They know what's up. They, right? yeah. they threw in a little nod for fun, and that's, you know, but obviously that can take care of the whole thing. Yeah, I'm honestly uh, more curious on how uh, Breaking Bad slash Malcolm Metal, like whatever this character, how that relates to The Walking Dead. Well, we'll get there in okay. a second. But uh, just to point out, similarities between Hal and Walter White. Hal's always in his underwear, Mm -hmm. just like Walter White. Uh, He's super paranoid and high strung. And anytime they have interactions with the police, he's always like super freaked out and also subverts the police multiple times on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's just lots of other things. Like he tinkers, he has plans that come to fruition, etc. He... They said that maybe he's tight with money and Malcolm in the middle so that he doesn't draw any attention mm-hmm. to himself, even though they always seem to make it. like. And they never really talk about what his job is, right? And Malcolm in the middle? I feel like he just, like, generally has a job. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've seen all the episodes. But so have I. We even watched him, yeah. like, a second time yeah. through within the last couple of years, and I still yeah. couldn't tell you what the job was. Uh, so there you go. That kind of, like, adds to the fire that he's just getting... You know, he has that money saved up or whatever. Sure. And he even uses the same mask that we see him wear in Breaking Bad to make the meth in oh. one scene of Malcolm in the Middle. Mm. Uh, Just so, having them lying around conveniently. I mean, maybe. <laughs> the biggest, like, holes in that theory, though, are things like we meet Hal's father. Like, I feel like maybe his brother shows up. I mean, there's a huge gap in time because Francis is, like, 18 years old you know so we see like when they're younger raising him in the 80s so like the timeline doesn't necessarily work out that well for right them. it could be that uh maybe one of hal's kids grows up to be well that's well, the theory oh shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know this one i was just you know. i can see malcolm he's a smart kid growing up to that's be what a i was thinking teacher exactly and, uh, the idea that they go with malcolm grows up and becomes walter white is the other big theory for the connection uh we know malcolm is a genius he has chemistry experience he's stubborn and manipulative and obviously super super smart uh, they can both be violent and selfish. Hal's dad's name is Walter, and we never learn Malcolm's last name. Uh, it does come out later that apparently it was Wilkerson. Yeah. But, but uh, you could change that, you know, you want to keep the W, so Wilkerson White. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, like, it makes sense that Malcolm's middle name might be Walter after yeah. his grandpa. And even though they say that the name is Wilkerson, that comes from a name tag early on mm. that uh, I think, what's the oldest son's name again? Francis. Francis. He's wearing a boot camp. It has Wilkerson mm. on it. And so they theorize that he could have simply just been wearing a different. Yeah, because he was a kind of like that type of character too to kind of like exactly. bullshit his way through some stuff or whatever. And maybe that's why Walter White has like uh an affection or an affinity for Jesse Pinkman's character because it reminds him of like his older brother a little Greece. bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or do or, yeah. yeah. Any of his brothers actually. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's the uh, theory on Malcolm being him. But how does it tie into the walking? Dead? <laughs> and then the next theory is the idea that Breaking Bad and The Walking Dead are in the same world. Oh, I thought you were saying that Brian Cranston was connected to The Walking Dead somehow. Well, if he is. And that Hal might be connected to The Walking Dead. Exactly. So if Hal is a character that's also in Breaking Bad, or if it's Malcolm, right? whatever the case, mm-hmm. Malcolm in the Middle connects to Breaking Bad, which connects to Walking Dead, which I'll explain okay, in just cool. a second. Because that's where I'm lost. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's why there's a chain of connection between all three universes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but in the first few episodes of AMC's The Walking Dead, we meet Merle. Mm-hmm. If you don't remember Merle, he's Daryl's older brother. And uh, he's the one who gets his hand cut off in order to escape. Yeah, he, like, cuts his own hand off and then, like, puts, like, a spike on it or something. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, he actually has the blue meth 
that we see from Breaking Bad. It says he had a dealer who used to say bitch a lot. Oh, so the that's idea, Jesse Pinkman for sure. Exactly. The idea being that Jesse Pinkman is selling him this blue meth. Mm-hmm. Uh, one theory states that Gustavo Frain was patient zero, as in the first zombie, and that's why he was able to take a few steps after the bomb went off. Oh, that's solid. And even though he was able to take, like, a few steps, his brain was, like, completely caved in. So, like, the idea being that it was a zombie, it's just enough of his brain had, like, burned away that it only sustained him for those few steps or whatever. And then the other tie-in is that in Fear the Walking Dead, we see them walking into a market and we hear the Ballad of Heisenberg. Okay. Which is the song that we see in Breaking Bad written because Heisenberg's selling the blue meth all over the place. Oh, I did, I did not put, I did not notice those things. Yeah, that so, might be like uh, this theory came out and then Fear the Walking Dead came out and they're like, oh, we got this. <laughs> we can do this. I mean, absolutely. I think it's very clear that they were intending to make those connections, just mm-hmm. wanted to keep them really subtle. That is a subtle one to use, like, a song like that. Because I feel like they really only show the song in, like, a couple episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he's, like, gaining momentum all over the place and that, like, recognition even in Mexico and stuff. And It's one of my favorite moments in the show Breaking Bad because it was so different from anything they had ever done. It was a full two-and-a-half-minute music video of this song, The Ballad of Heisenberg, mm-hmm. with no contextual setup or anything like that. It just started in the music video and you got the whole song, and then it started into the Breaking Bad intro. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It scares Tristan every yeah. time he hears it. <laughs> Makes him excited to watch the Breaking Bad. Yeah. But yeah, so... Uh, that song showing up in Fear the Walking Dead is pretty much like, yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you, doing that. how do you ignore it? Or how do you, like, naysay that when it's like, hello, you, the songs are in both things, so it has to be, like, the same universe at least. Like, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think one theory even said that whatever chemical change that Walter White did to the meth to make it blue was the key thing that also, like, started the zombie virus in us or something like that. So it's almost like bath salts? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or uh, what was that we just watched? I can't remember what they were called. Oh, Flocka. Flocka. <laughs> I think that is bath salts. No, that is, yeah. Okay. That's a real thing. Uh, Don't do bath salts, y'all. No. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the long and short of the tie-in of those multiple universes I don't together. know if you have this one because this one was one that I think I made up. <laughs> um, but that uh, the Malcolm in the Middle and um, oh, Fresh, Fresh Off, off the, the boat. boat. Yeah, is that on your list? No, it's not okay. on my list because it's indeed made yeah. up by you and not supported on Reddit or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> it's just that they have the same van, Malcolm in the Middle and the people from Fresh Off the Boat have the same van. So I'm thinking that maybe they got it got sold, you know, from Malcolm in the Middle or vice versa. I mean, but cars are so common. If we want to go by like, oh, there's a Jeep in this movie and there's a Jeep in that movie, they're clearly part of the same universe. Is like... Sure. No, I mean, I know what you're saying for sure. But, and, but also Fresh Off the Boat takes place before Malcolm in the Middle. Exactly. And pretty much it ends, I don't know, because I don't think it's ended officially. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking like the end of Fresh Off the Boat is going to be them uh, selling their van to Hal. <laughs> and I mean, Hal takes that car and that's and that's how... For you people making Fresh Off the Boat, yeah, right? you're looking for a season finale. Well, the crazy thing is, is that I think the writer on uh, that created Fresh Off the Boat was a writer on Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. And so, so I think there's the connection, connection there. And so it might be... Just a carryover. <laughs> it's all on th- he, You know what? I have creative I- ideas. <laughs> I mean, anytime I, you I, throw Brian Cranston in on a project, it's a good deal. Yeah, even sure. just for the smallest amount of time. 
That's what Godzilla based it around. Right? <laughs> we got the Cran Man. <laughs> audiences won't be mad if we kill him off after 15 minutes. <laughs> we should say spoilers. <laughs> I if, mean, they if, only have to watch 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. And also, if a property's been closed and finished sure. for multiple years, I think you, you're you screwed on spoilers. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. Uh, that's it for that theory of the connected universe that I guess fresh off the boat has been looped in with. Because why not? Well, you'll come to see that some of these are no stronger than Rob's theory of sure. the common van. Yeah, I mean, I will give myself the heartiest pat on the back if I do see that at the end of Fresh Off the Boat. This guy, absolutely. I did this, guys. This yeah, was all me. Was, I mean, it's either I saw it coming before a lot of people did or I made it happen. Either way, it's pretty awesome. Sure. Uh, the next one on the list is the idea that House is grown-up Doogie Hauser. I have heard this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I feel like Doogie Hauser was prepared for so much more than House. A, a bright young star. Yeah. Well, this theory states that Doogie grew up and suddenly was just another doctor. Like, oh, you didn't get progressively smarter as you age. You get yeah, right. more smart and you stayed smarter, but you didn't get more smart. So now you're just the same smartness yeah. as everybody else. <laughs> yes, doctor, like, congratulations. Your peers have risen up and they're the same age as you, and now you're just a bunch of doctors. Great. <laughs> I feel like that could be a thing because, like, you know, he got such high praise as a kid for being so smart. He was yep. probably like... I did it, guys. I don't have any more to learn. I was the smartest kid alive yep. and then rested on his laurels. And then. Yeah, and I mean, in the show, we see him, he's in residency. Like, he's becoming a doctor. So he hasn't decided to specialize in anything or mm -hmm. anything. So presumably he could become oh, yes. any type of specialist. You're saying Doogie's. Yeah, the Dukester. Yeah, Doogie yeah. was. Doogie's in residency. Yeah. When I was going to say. Which is still insane, because he was like 11 on the show. Sure. So. I mean, he got the, the initial, the inciting incident for him becoming a doctor was that he delivered a baby in a supermarket as a kid. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's in the, uh, at the beginning of every episode of Dookie Hauser. They go through like newspaper clippings of this boy wonder, and the, one of the first ones is... Boy delivers baby in a supermarket or something like that. <laughs> I was aware of Doogie Hauser and maybe watched an episode or two, but I didn't like watch oh, it. Oh man, close. I know that whole theme song. Uh, will you? Yeah. Go ahead. I was expecting words. <laughs> Well, anyway, <laughs> after he was the boy wonder, he just became another doctor. The theory goes that his friend Vinny died from something that was medically obvious, and Doogie felt responsible because he missed something so obvious. Oh. After his friend Vinny died, he would turn to drugs which would age him significantly, and boom, Dr. House. All right, well, and, you know, hey, spoiler alert again for anyone that hasn't seen the entire series of House. But in the end of House, uh, it's his friend that is uh, dying of cancer and refuses to get treatment. That is basically the end of the show House. And so maybe that is, you know, House coming to terms with you know, his friends die around him and he's powerless to do anything about it. They also said it would be, like, good justification for why House, like, keeps people at a distance, doesn't, sure. like, connect or make friends or what have you, so. Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of House. He has, like, a, a cane thing, right, that he walks around with? He's, he's got, like a got an injured knee. How do he get that? How uh, get I can't <laughs> remember a, how House got it. It's a disease. It. Oh, okay. It's a degenerative disease, I think. Yeah, something. Because he takes a lot of pills, and uh, that's for the pain. But then there are times when he takes something, and it's actually making him better, like he doesn't need the cane. That's a brief plot point. It, it happens. <laughs> Season 7. Watch that's, it. <laughs> that's like something that would have happened to him later in life. Like, he wouldn't have had, like, that condition throughout all of life. 
Yeah, I have, I have, I can't remember. I mean, I started watching House uh, like season three ish, <laughs> so I don't, I didn't uh, know about all the previous stuffs. Just know, I just knew that he had an injured knee. Or, oh, so you didn't like go back and watch season one and two? No, I mean, I started watching it when I got out of the navy, and by then it was like on season three. So gotcha. yeah, and it wasn't at like the time where it's like, oh, just stream it from somewhere. It's yeah. Like, no, you actually have to get season one and two on DVD or something. Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. watching it religiously or anything like that. It sure. was just, it was definitely something that I would watch because, you know, uh, Hugh Laurie is fucking entertaining. He is. He's brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. In like everything that he does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that also kind of ties in. I got, I wanted to, you know, I always try to like thematically tie things together. And since we had Malcolm growing up into Walter White, this is Doogie growing up into Dr. House. And then <laughs> the next one is the idea that the Seinfeld finale is the cast in hell. Mm. This kind of ties into the Breaking Bad stuff as well, because if you're a Brian Cranston fan, and we all are, we know that he plays Tim Watley. Yeah, the Jerry Seinfeld's awkward dentist who Jerry thinks molests him while he's asleep on one episode. Yeah, he's also that he became Jewish to tell the jokes. I believe that's him as well. <laughs> yeah, that's him as yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the idea is that he hated Jerry so much that he blew up their private plane. Okay. And that private plane explosion is the explosion over Walter White's house in season oh, two, season two yeah. of Breaking Bad. Yeah. So that's, you know, all these things are tying together. <laughs> Is there a show called Hell? I'm confused. No, what? No. You said that the, the cast from Hell? No, no, no. no, the Seinfeld finale, when we see yeah. the whole cast, they fly from, I think, Los Angeles to New York or something. Whatever the case, they get on a plane together and they arrive and they're tried in court for all their crimes against the city of New York. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, they they're, uh, they had to make an emergency landing in some fucking podunk Massachusetts town or something like that. Oh, and yeah. yeah, their law says that if you see a crime happen, That's you have right. to do everything to stop it. And so they got arrested and tried and now they're in prison. So the idea was that they never actually landed in the Podunk town. They actually died in the plane explosion. I see. And what we're seeing is them in purgatory being tried, tried for their okay. crimes on Earth. Mm. So, Do we see uh, Brian Cranston's character show up to the courtroom? I don't think he does show up to the courtroom. Okay. It's just, like I said, some of these are thin stretches. Sure. It's all about the fun of like connecting TV things together. Sure. Uh, but yeah. Because <laughs> their plane does, like, feel like it's going down, and then they make, like, you know, I, I got something to get off my chest before I die type right. of moments. And then, and then the, yeah, the plane, awkward. you know, kind of goes back to normal, but they have to land. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was them crashing and so on and so forth. Exactly the idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole theory, pretty much, is just the idea that they ended up in hell, and that's the court of God or whatever, however you want to look at it. And so their personal hell was to just be trapped in a room with the four of them. I mean, regardless of whether or not it's connected to the Breaking Bad thing, I feel like that's a good theory that, like, they were intending that to be, like, their hell, basically, like, an implied situation. Yeah. Because those that definitely makes sense, like, the whole being tried thing and, like, I could make that connection. Yeah. I think it's mostly just because Brian Cranston plays Tim Wadley. <laughs> they, they put it, they like spliced it together in a video. So it shows footage of like all of the cast going down in the plane or whatever that mm -hmm. Rob was talking about. And then it cuts to the clip in Breaking Bad of the plane exploding and Walter White being like looking up at mm -hmm. it and just pointing out that Tim Wadley had said all these weird things to Jerry in the past. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Secret life of Walter White. I feel like Brian Cranston is Walter White in every movie is like a common uh, thing like that. You know, his performance in Godzilla was the future of Walter White's character. <laughs> yeah, we're basically <laughs> yeah. doing the unified Pixar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the unified Pixar universe theory 
but it's based around Brian Cranston almost. Yeah. So basically, the Malcolm in the Middle family like passes away, and then he gets into science again, and then Godzilla happens. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we've got. <laughs> and he's a vampire because he never ages. Like. Sure. Oh, that's true. So then maybe we have to tie in like True Blood. He <laughs> wasn't in it, I don't think. No, I know, but I'm sure you he, could find a common answer. I mean, he was in an episode of The X-Files, uh, but that was because there was something in his head that was about to make his head explode. Mm. Yeah. You know, one maybe, of those common, common tales. Maybe that was the cancer that exactly. was eating. Exactly. But he was also a racist in that. Maybe he became racist. So in the unified Cranston theory, <laughs> we have Malcolm in the Middle, Fresh Off the Boat, Breaking Bad, <clears throat> Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, Godzilla, and The X-Files. He's also... And Seinfeld, you said that right. And Seinfeld. I feel like he also did voices for Power Rangers. We know he did. Yeah. I know he so, did. So he's it in was the like Power the, Rangers. He was in the... He was, <laughs> anyway, anyway. The yeah, yeah, exactly. So he becomes the... I'll get you, Red Ranger! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was actually created by Rita. Yeah. Yeah, so as all of the villains in Power that Rangers. That was also. the origin. He yeah. was created by Rita, yeah. and then he went on to live mm-hmm. all these... Rita created Brian Cranston. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, she created the White Ranger, right? Or the Green Ranger, one of the Rangers she created to like infiltrate that. That's right. Yeah, it was the White Ranger. The No, yeah, the Green Ranger turns white. I don't know. But it's then, been a long time. But then Brian Cranston also is the new Zordon in the new. Is he? Yeah, he plays Zordon in the new uh, Power Rangers movie. Oh, oh it all ties yeah. back. My God. <laughs> My God. Rita created Zordon. <laughs> Whatever the, the case. Yeah. As long as we're talking about the afterworld, like we were in Seinfeld, uh, we've got a few more of these, like, dream, hell, everyone's dead theories. Okay. Yay! <laughs> First on the list is the idea that the whole world uh, in Saved by the Bell is Zach Morris's dream. So, okay. I mean, he is definitely like the center of attention, and he's like the coolest dude in the school, and he's like got the perfect life, right? Even though we all know Slater is like way cooler. I mean, <laughs> is he though? Like, I think Slater is like, I don't know, he's like the edgier option, I guess. I, but I think everybody really wants to be Zach. Yeah, know? I mean, Zach is the only one that can break that fourth wall. Not, you know, he could stop time well, and talk saying. to like the it's camera. His, it's his dream, so he's of course going to make himself cooler than who's really cool. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Slater's probably the actual quarterback right. and like stuff like that. Yeah, Zach. His in his dreams, it's like yeah, man, I'm friends with the coolest kid in school. Life's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not only that, but he looks up to me. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Secretly, the coolest kid in school. <laughs> So and that nerd over there, yeah, we can just pick on him. <laughs> he doesn't even deserve a name. What's up, Screech? Right. <laughs> that's that's cruel, for real though. Like every single day to call somebody something instead of their name. Silver lining, I imagine that he took that and he became a superhero that he called himself Screech and he was able to like, yeah. <laughs> the amazing like, Screech. Throw people off their game, like, oh, what was that? And then he like <laughs> <laughs> Our Twitch user said Screech was the coolest. See? Yeah, keep dreaming. <laughs> uh, so I didn't realize this, but I learned this today. Saved by the Bell was originally a Disney sitcom named Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Now, on that show, Zach was an awkward, nerdy, prepubescent teen or whatever in Indiana. Huh. Okay. Yeah. And then suddenly, that show, (laughs) maybe, suddenly that show was transformed into an NBC sitcom, Saved by the Bell, where Zach was Mr. Cool in sunny California and uh, the perfect world, like we've been talking about for Zach. Yeah. And like we also see, like we've been saying as well, like when he freezes the fourth wall, like he freezes the whole world and Mm -hmm. talks to the camera. And, uh, like, Screech does some crazy stuff on that show. Like, 
wacky yeah. experiments, like beyond reality type yeah, stuff. Yeah, he creates like weird technologies and yeah. Doesn't he make like the science lab explode? I don't know. Um, that shows that shows you know, I, I didn't watch much of that show. <laughs> is what I'm saying. I had friends who religiously watched that show, but I was the same. I saw a couple episodes at most. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the idea that Gilligan's Island is hell. Okay. I've yeah. heard other Gilligan Island theories, but I haven't heard this one. Oh, really? So it's like a lost situation. No. No. Lost? <laughs> yeah, no, no, you've got, totally you pegged that. Lost. I, I, I summarized Lost in one word. You got it completely wrong. Could not be more wrong, but that's okay. You've just demonstrated your lack of knowledge on Lost. That's all. It's okay, Tristan. Everybody has an ignorance of something. That's true. And for today, yours is the show Lost. I'm we'll okay move on. Has okay. it been a trying podcast for me? <laughs> oh wait. Okay, I think I have heard this mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have heard this mystery. The I just didn't know it was hell. The island was not purgatory. Anyway, moving on. The idea is that, you know, of that three hour tour, they died. They're on the island, which is hell. And the idea is that the characters are also seen as the seven deadly sins. That's mm-hmm. what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, so Ginger is the equivalent of lust. Marianne is envy. The professor is pride. Thurston Howell is greed. The skipper is gluttony and anger. And Gilligan can either represent sloth or Satan himself. Mm. The prankster who constantly like keeps them on the island. As well as like screws everything up for them and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I, that's solid. It's always his fault that yeah. shit that they can't get off of this island. What if Gilligan is actually Gene from Bob's Burgers, all grown up? <laughs> you gonna hold on? I, no, you're no, gonna no, have I, to step know, on some lily pads no, no, here. No, I know hundred percent where you're drawing that conclusion. Yeah. It's the haircut. It's the haircut and it's the, the fact haircut. that Gene messes up everything. They have multiple episodes <laughs> where they're like Gene they they call it like pulling a gene or something where they met you messed it up like it's a known thing that Gene messes everything up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's also like loud and exuberant yeah. and just wants to have fun. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been a three-hour tour off of that wharf. Uh, exactly. That they yeah, they're right on the water there. Fisherman's Wharf, I believe. Fisherman's Wharf. The most generic wharf name ever. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, that's all for the Gilligan's Island is Hell theory. Yeah, I have definitely heard that. I mean, then that would make, it would be that, was, didn't the uh, Harlem Globetrotters show up on an episode of Gilligan's Island? They show up to I the island? I feel confident that that must have happened. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. I know for a fact they did on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, well, they definitely did that on Scooby-Doo. And we'll get into this in the next theory. It'll tie in really nicely. I love these connections. But the idea is that when we see things like that on shows like that, like the idea is that the Harlem Globetrotters are at their memorial. Mm. And so that's why they make this connection from the spirit world, or like it's mm. at the dedication of their gravesite or something similar. Okay. So if six people were lost at sea, maybe the Highland Globetrotters showed up at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that they their plane crashed and they all went to hell. That was them like passing through hell, or maybe yeah, some type maybe. of purgatory, and it's. Uh, you know, they're there to, like, guide you to hell. Uh, you know, if you get off of the island, then you're out of purgatory. That kind of thing. I don't... Maybe, yeah. You have to earn your way into heaven. Yeah. Or shame your way into hell. <laughs> or it's just staying the hell. Uh, our Twitch users asked, so Gene Belcher is the devil? <laughs> I mean, if we go with the fact that uh, Gilligan turns out to be the devil. Yeah. Then yeah. Yeah, well... Gene's too sweet to be the devil. Yeah. Who's to say the devil is mean, though? Then again, like, Gene has done some Like, churches. Churches told us the devil's bad, but churches also do terrible things. So how can I believe anything that the church is telling me? Maybe the devil has to be the, like, uh, trickster who keeps you on the island because the island actually was, like, a special place that you should have stayed. 
Yeah. There's a lot of corollaries to Lost on this. <laughs> but not the purgatory. Right, but not what I was talking about. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong, Tristan. I'll be here to tell you every time. Anyway, the last one is the idea that the prince is dead. Yeah, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, I was just saying, what prince? (laughs) The idea is that Will Smith actually died in the fight on the basketball court in Philly. Okay, I think I have. They even, like, take the breakdown of the actual longer version of the song. If you ever have seen, you know, the the version that we all know is, you know, in West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, max and relaxing, all cool and all shoot some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys, they were up to no good, started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got a one little fight and my mom got scared, said you move with your auntie and Uncle Belair. I got into a cab and when it came near, the license plates fresh and the dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say the discount was where I thought, now forget it, go home to Belair. Right. I pulled up, up to the house about seven or eight. eight. I nailed to the cabbie. Yo, Go home, smell you later. Looked at my kingdom. kingdom. I was finally there. Just sitting on my throne. That's Prince Bel Air. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they break down. There's a longer version yeah. of that that lasts like a full two minutes. Like it's a full song. Yeah. And it, if you follow along with the lyrics, it basically can be interpreted as the slow decline of somebody who gets put in the hospital. And then gets pulled off of life support and then finally moves on into the letter. Mm. Okay. I don't know if I've seen the full, full version, but I know that uh, an episode did open with like a longer version where he's like on the plane and whistling at the stewardess. Yeah. That kind of thing. Where I think that was maybe that and maybe another other uh, first. In the first few episodes, it actually had the long beginning. Okay. And then later on, they cut it down so they mm. could have more time for the episodes. More time for commercials. Sure. <laughs> I guess. I mean, Maybe. Who knows? That's another theory. <laughs> but the idea is that the taxi driver is either death or God himself taking Will to heaven. And then that Bel Air fantasy is heaven itself. Or just like the wayward mm-hmm. guy, like the Reaper. Yeah. You know. Whoever it is that takes you on to the beyond, whatever, yeah. Yeah, maybe it is, uh, you know, taken to death uh, or something like that because the cab did smell. Maybe it smelled of, like, you know, uh, sulfur, Mm -hmm. brimstone, that kind of stuff. You know, whatever hell smells like. Yeah, (laughs) or just a lot of spirits, (laughs) wayward spirits. Who knows what they smell like. Yeah, and he said it looked rare. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very rare cab. We don't know really much about his life before living in Bel Air, but as living in Bel Air, like he's balling. So yep. it's like you would imagine if he was doing this good wherever he was, like he probably wouldn't have been getting in fights and stuff. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, say. maybe he was the um, Satan's son, and that was him coming back home. Oh. And now he's the fresh prince, Bel Air being hell. Nice. Yeah, because you know, Satan's son is the prince. He's right. not the king of darkness, no. he's just the prince, prince of darkness. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the idea is that when he has his parents who only visit on rare occasion, mm-hmm. that's them coming to his gravesite. Uh, and every now and then, boys to men show up, yeah. sing a little duet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would point to heaven, obviously. Obvi. <laughs> Tristan. They ruled the 90s. I said nothing. <laughs> they ruled the nineties. Uh so yeah, that's the that's the whole thing on the Fresh Prince being dead. Okay. And so those are all I I lump those three together in kind of like afterlife dream. Because I feel like that's a very like old plot device where you have this whole run up to a show. <laughs> And then at the end of it, there's somebody being shaken awake, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, oh that the, was so irrelevant. I had the most wonderful dream. I feel like that's a really classic TV movie trope. Or right, whatever. when they want to do something like off the wall or whatever, and then like have it mean nothing. Like, oh, we killed a bunch of important characters. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I feel like it has happened uh, as legitimate storyline points. Like, I feel like... The second season of Dallas never happened because it was all like at the end it was somebody being woken up and he's like, You dreamed that all yeah, you have that dream again. Irrelevant. That's Dallas. <laughs> Dallas with two whales. 
It's funny, like, how many TV shows you have to mention and how many shows and how many different types of media you have to mention when you talk about one, this, that, the mm-hmm. other. And, like, we have things like the Kevin Bacon theory that everything is oh, yeah. so many degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. Like, Tristan and I are 100% for certain only seven degrees away from I Kevin think I'm Bacon. less. I can't remember... I figured it out at one point, but I can't remember now the actor that I worked with who was like worked in something that he was in. So Just was fresh like, off the Kevin Bacon trail. Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> yeah, like two degrees or something like that. I imagine I'm pretty close to like, I don't want to dust off my shovels too much, but I've worked right. with a few celebrities, you know, and I think uh, they're probably one of them has worked yes. with. Kevin at some point. And I don't want to brag, but I've worked with Colin. So, <laughs> that's true. You know, if you're only yeah. six degrees, hey, hey <laughs> look at this guy rising up in the ranks. We're basically yeah. rubbing elbows with bacon every day. We're hobnobbing with the bacon. There is a theory, there's a TV show that I, I wish I had done a little more of my research on now, because uh, I didn't think I was going to miss mention it but then we started talking about so many things being connected and like the unified Cranston theory (laughs) there's a TV show that ends with the reveal that the whole story everything that we've watched in however many seasons of this show wish I could remember the name I think I know what you're talking about Uh, the reveal at the end is that everything has come from the mind of this autistic boy who is looking into a uh, snow globe uh, yeah. that has the setting of our entire right. story. I think that is St. Elmo's Fire. <laughs> That's a movie. That's a, I think it's a show. <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> are, are you sure you're not talking about Men in Black? Like, we're actually in a locker. Where it's in all the marble, yeah, yeah, played by an alien. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do solid, remember. by the way. Like, solid. Solid ripcord ending for yeah. sure. Like, uh, I mean, but the Bob Newhart show ended uh, with Bob Newhart waking up, and he was with the cast of his old show. That's the other thing I couldn't remember. Uh, that is where that classic bit yeah. comes from. Is from the Bob okay. Newhart show. Solid. Yeah, yeah, Bob Newhart is just one of my favorites. Okay. Nearly all of television exists. <laughs> it, nearly all of television exists inside the head of a boy on Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere, oh, yeah. so close. So that's the show I couldn't think of, but luckily we have the speedy internet to help us Yay. clarify that. So the Googs, <laughs> the speedy internet and vamping. <laughs> yes, <laughs> brought to you by that. <laughs> brought to you by our mystery. Put a TM on it, bitch. So yeah, that's the idea, is that all of television could potentially have happened inside that little boy's head, because we do see that there are multiple different nods to different television shows around the little boy. So you could basically attribute everything to being inside the little boy's head on St. Elsewhere. Yeah. So that's the unified St. Elsewhere theory. I don't know, I always (laughs) liked the... What was it? The South Park theory that like Earth is just a reality TV show. That yeah, that isn't that uh, this basically the same as the Mojo Jojo world. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> no Mojo. No. What's it on X Men? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know you the get Mojo first. Mojo first. Yeah. Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Not Mojo Jojo. Although it could be, they could be the same person. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here, folks. Revolutionary thing. Uh, Yeah, in the the X-Men, the X-Men are transported to a world where Mojo is the leader, Mm -hmm. and he basically has a gladiatorial games to entertain the people. Mm. It's a pretty sick storyline. It's it's one of the best. It's it's like um, Thor... uh, Ragnarok? Yeah. Yeah, where he's like fighting... Yeah, the Hulk and stuff. That literally comes from the storyline uh, Hulk. Ah, I want to say Hulk versus. <laughs> no, it's not Hulk versus. It's called Planet Hulk. I'm oh, sure. yeah, that's right. You're talking about that because he gets dropped on the planet, and that's what it is. He's mm-hmm. the best gladiator on the planet. Naturally, he's the Hulk. But anyway, so yeah, that's the uh, same kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. As we said, all TVs connected. You know. 
we're trained as improvisers to see the connections and things. So maybe it's just our brains connecting what we want to connect. But some of it's legit, you know? Some of it has even been, like, proven by the creators of the shows where they're like, yep, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's too legit. <laughs> and if nothing else, they like to playfully nod at the fan theorists mm. by making, like, little videos like we saw. That Brian Cranston clip is actually a three minute like yeah like three or four minute clip of him talking about what was going on in his dream oh, okay so he like breaks down a lot of breaking bad yeah i was thinking like Season is this one. possible like that it was connected like this is a random clip from malcolm in the middle and then i kept watching and he was like and there's this guy ringing a bell and <laughs> i was like yeah jesus okay yeah i get you i got you now yeah. i got you cran man well, yeah that's it for columns uh Tasty and totally tubular uh, TV theories. <laughs> TV-tastic. T-Bird Turners, that's what it is. TV Turners, totally. <laughs> T-Bird Turners, tasty and totally tubular TV theories. Also, movies. But yeah. Boom. I don't know if the wells run dry on that one or not. Uh, I might have covered, like, most of what the internet has to offer. Well, they're making Got a few movies biggins. all the day. <laughs> all the day long. All day long. <laughs> what they doing out there, Barbara? Oh, they making movies. All the day. All, all the day. day. <laughs> that sounds like a gospel song. All the day for you, my lord. Sing it to my child. Yeah. We're going to make a musical with all the like five second clips of musicals oh. that we've parodied. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have a. Uh, it's going to be. High Mystery presents musical question mark? It's just 30 minutes of me doing like really like lamentful and like sad songs for Broadway. It's just 30 minutes. Just really awkward and weird. <laughs> We've got a show, folks. Things to look forward to, listeners. <laughs> and at that point, you all cross the finish line of Rainbow Road exactly together. What a tie. And you finally broken the loop that kept you inside the N64 for 7,000 years. You come back to the world, and only minutes have passed. Guess it's time to wrap up another episode of High Mystery. <laughs> for High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you don't get stuck in an N64. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash high mystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.